The hour cometh and now is when the true worshippers shall worship the Father in spirit and in truth, for the Father seeketh such to worship him. O Lord, open thou our lips. And our mouths shall show forth thy praise. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Ghost. As it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. Praise ye the Lord. The Lord's name be praised. Together, Psalm 95, on page 459. O come, let us sing unto the Lord. Let us heartily rejoice in the strength of our salvation. Let us come before his presence with thanksgiving, and show ourselves glad in him with psalms. For the Lord is a great God, and a great King above all gods. In his hand are all the corners of the earth, and the strength of the hills is his also. The sea is his, and he made it and his hands prepared the dry land. O come, let us worship and fall down, and kneel before the Lord our Maker. For he is the Lord our God, and we are the people of his pasture, and the sheep of his hand. Today, if ye will hear his voice, harden not your hearts, as in the provocation, and as in the day of temptation in the wilderness. When your fathers tempted me, proved me and saw my works. Forty years long was I grieved with this generation and said, It is a people that do err in their hearts, for they have not known my ways, unto whom I swear in my wrath that they should not enter into my rest. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Ghost, as it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. Psalm 41, on the bottom of page 391. Blessed is he that considereth the poor and needy. The Lord shall deliver him in the time of trouble. The Lord preserve him and keep him alive, that he may be blessed upon earth, and deliver not thou him into the will of his enemies. The Lord comfort him when he lieth sick upon his bed, and make thou all his bed in his sickness. I said, Lord, be merciful unto me. Heal my soul, for I have sinned against thee. Mine enemies speak evil of me. When shall he die and his name perish? And if he come to see me, he speaketh vanity, and his heart conceiveth falsehood within himself. And when he cometh forth, he telleth it. All mine enemies whisper together against me. Even against me do they imagine this evil. An evil disease, say they, cleaveth fast unto him. And now that he lieth, he shall rise up no more. Yea, even mine own familiar friend whom I trusted, who did also eat of my bread, hath laid great weight for me. But be thou merciful unto me, O Lord. Raise thou me up again, and I shall reward them. By this I know thou favorest me, that mine enemy doth not triumph against me. And in my innocency thou upholdest me, and shalt set me before thy face forever. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Ghost. As it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. Here begins the fifteenth chapter of the book of First Kings. Now in the eighteenth year of King Jeroboam, the son of Nebat, Abijam became king over Judah. He reigned three years in Jerusalem. 
His mother's name was Ma'acha, the granddaughter of Abishalam, and he walked in all the sins of his father, which he had done before him. His heart was not loyal to the Lord his God, as was the heart of his father David. Nevertheless, for David's sake, the Lord his God gave him a lamp in Jerusalem by setting up his son after him and by establishing Jerusalem. Because David did what was right in the eyes of the Lord and had not turned aside from anything that he commanded him all the days of his life, except in the matter of Uriah the Hittite. And there was war between Rehoboam and Jeroboam all the days of his life. Now the rest of the acts of Abijam and all that he did, are they not written in the book of the Chronicles of the kings of Judah? And there was war between Abijam and Jeroboam. So Abijam rested with his fathers, and they buried him in the city of David. Then Asa, his son, reigned in his place. In the twentieth year of Jeroboam, king of Israel, Asa became king over Judah, and he reigned forty-one years in Jerusalem. And his grandmother's name was Maacha, the granddaughter of Abishalom. Asa did what was right in the eyes of the Lord, as did his father David. And he banished the perverted persons from the land, and removed all the idols that his fathers had made. Also he removed Maacha, his grandmother, from being queen mother, because she had made an obscene image of Asherah. And Asa cut down her obscene image, and burned it by the book of book Kidron. But the high places were not removed. Nevertheless Asa's heart was loyal to the Lord all his days. He also brought into the house of the Lord the things which the, his father had dedicated, and the things which he himself had dedicated, silver and gold and utensils. Now there was war between Asa and Baasha, king of Israel, all their days. And Baasha, king of Israel, came up against Judah, and built Ramah, that he might let none go out or come into Asa, king of Judah. Then Asa took all the silver and gold that was left in the treasuries of the house of the Lord and the treasuries of the king's house and delivered them into the hand of his servants. And King Asa sent them to Ben-Hadad, the son of Tabrimon, the son of Hezan, king of Syria, and dwelt in Damascus, saying, Let there be a treaty between you and me, as there was between my father and your father. See, I have sent you a present of silver and gold, Come and break your treaty with Baasha, king of Israel, so that he will withdraw from me. So Ben-Hadad heeded King Asa and set the captains of his armies against the cities of Israel. He attacked Aijan, Dan, Abel, Beth Mahaka, and all Chinnamroth, and all the land of Naphtali, Naphtali. Now it happened, when Baasha heard it, that he stopped building Ramah and remained in Terzah. Then King Asa made a proclamation throughout all Judah. None was exempted, and they took away the stones and timber, timber of Ramah, which Baasha had used for building. And with them King Asa built Geba of Benjamin and Mizpah. The rest of all the acts of Asa, all his might, all that he did, and the cities which he built, are they not written in the book of the Chronicles of the kings of Judah? But in the time of his old age, he was diseased in, the feet, in his feet. So Asa rested with his fathers and was buried with his fathers in the city of David, his father. Then Jehoshaphat, his son, reigned in his place. Now Nadab, the son of Jeroboam, became king over Israel in the second year of Asa, king of Judah, and he reigned over Israel two years. And he did evil in the sight of the Lord and walked in the way of his father 
and in his sin by which he had made Israel sin. Then Baasha, the son of Ahijah, of the house of Issachar, conspired against him, and Baasha killed him at Gibbethon, which belonged to the Philistines, while Nadab and all the Israel, all Israel laid siege to Gibbethon. Baasha killed him in the third year of Asa, king of Judah, and re reigned in his place. And it was so, when he became king, that he killed all the house of Jeroboam. He did not leave to Jeroboam anyone that breathed, until he had destroyed him, according to the word of the Lord, which he had spoken by his servant Ahijah the Shilonite, because of the sins of Jeroboam, which he had sinned, and by which he had made Israel sin, because of his provocation with which he had provoked the Lord God of Israel to anger. Now the rest of the acts of Nadab, and all that he did, are they not written in the book of the Chronicles of the kings of Israel? And there was war between Asa and Baasha, king of Israel, all their days. In the third year of Asa, king of Judah, Baasha, the son of Ahijah, became king over all Israel in Terzah, and reigned twenty-four years. He did evil in the sight of the Lord, and walked in the way of Jeroboam, and in his sin by which he had made Israel sin. Here endeth the first lesson. Benedictus S. on page 11. Blessed art thou, o Lord God of our fathers, praised and exalted above all forever. Blessed art thou for the name of thy majesty, praised and exalted above all forever. Blessed art thou in the temple of thy holiness, praised and exalted above all forever. Blessed art thou that beholdest the depths and dwellest between the cherubim, praised and exalted above all forever. Blessed art thou on the glorious throne of thy kingdom, praised and exalted above all forever. Blessed art thou on the firmament of heaven, praised and exalted above all forever. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Ghost. As it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. Here beginneth the twelfth verse the first chapter of the epistle of james blessed is the man who endures temptation for when he has been approved he will receive the crown of life which the lord has promised to those who love him let no one say when he is tempted i am tempted by god for god cannot be tempted by evil nor does he himself tempt anyone but each one is tempted when he is drawn away by his own desires and enticed. Then, when desire has conceived, it gives birth to sin. And sin, when it is full grown, brings forth death. Do not be deceived, my beloved brethren. For every gift and every perfect gift is from above and comes down from the Father of lights, with whom there is no variation or shadow of turning. Of his own will he brought us forth by the word of truth, that we might be a kind of firstfruits of his creatures. So then, my beloved brethren, let every man be swift to hear, slow to speak, slow to wrath. For the wrath of man does not produce the righteousness of God. Therefore, lay aside all filthiness and overflow of wickedness, and receive the meekness, the implanted word, which is able to save your souls. 
Here endeth the second lesson. Benedictus on page 14. Blessed be the Lord God of Israel, for he has visited and redeemed his people, and hath raised up a mighty salvation for us in the house of his servant David. As he spake by the mouth of his holy prophets, which have been since the world began, that we should be saved from our enemies, and from the hand of all that hate us, to perform the mercy promised to our forefathers, and to remember his holy covenant, to perform the oath which he sware to our forefather Abraham, that he would give us, that we, being delivered out of the hand of our enemies, might serve him without fear in holiness and righteousness before him all the days of our life. And thou, child, shalt be called the prophet of the highest, for thou shalt go before the face of the Lord to prepare his ways, to give knowledge of salvation unto his people for the remission of their sins, through the tender mercy of our God, whereby the day spring from on high has visited us, to give light to them that sit in darkness and in the shadow of death, and to guide our feet into the way of peace. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Ghost, as it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. I believe in God, the Father Almighty, maker of heaven and earth, and in Jesus Christ, his only Son, our Lord, who was conceived by the Holy Ghost, born of the Virgin Mary, suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, dead, and buried. He descended into hell. The third day he rose again from the dead. He ascended into heaven, and sitteth on the right hand of God the Father Almighty. From thence he shall come to judge the quick and the dead. I believe in the Holy Ghost, the Holy Catholic Church, the communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body, and the life everlasting. Amen. The Lord be with you. And with thy spirit. Let us pray. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory, forever and ever. Amen. O Lord, show thy mercy upon us. And grant us thy salvation. O God, may clean our hearts within us. And take not thy Holy Spirit from us. Lord, we beseech thee, grant thy people grace to withstand the temptations of the world, the flesh, and the devil, and with pure hearts and minds to follow thee, the only God, through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. O God, who art the author of peace and lover of concord, in knowledge of whom standeth our eternal life, whose service is perfect freedom, defend us, thy humble servants, of all assaults of our enemies, that we, surely trusting in thy defense, may not fear the power of any adversaries, through the might of Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. O Lord, our Heavenly Father, almighty and everlasting God, who has safely brought us to the beginning of this day, defend us in the same with thy mighty power, and grant that this day we fall to no sin, neither unto any kind of danger, 
but that all our doings being ordered by thy governance may be righteous in thy sight. Through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. Morning to all. We're entering that kind of that narrative in Kings where it, it follows a kind of formulaic pattern of listing off the kings and such and such cheer of this king, the other king began to reign and there it's it's the king, you know, taking the reign of the king of the northern kingdom, which is the kingdom of Israel, which capital is at Samaria, you know, and then we have Judah with his capital at Jerusalem and the two kings, the two king lists will be played out and then we'll have an assessment of their reign, either they did evil or did wickedly. Um, and it, it's no, it, it should be uh, noted here that when it says he did evil in the sight of the Lord, that it's not merely a behavioral um, evaluation. It's about worship. And so th the fact is that the Northern Kingdom, which has set up Id idol worship shrines at Dan in the north and, and uh, Bethel in the, in the south, can never do right in the sight of the Lord because their worship is disordered always. And you'll see that this, it's not just that they, um, you know, don't go to the right church, as it were, but in the in worshiping these idol shrines, they can't be in communion with the one true God who's shown where and how he's supposed to be worshiped. And when you depart from that and set up your own idol shrines, you're no longer in communion with the one true God. And so the behavior that flows out of that separation will always be wicked. But the, the fundamental um, evaluation is on the worship. So when it's said of Asa, he did, he did what was right. What it means is he worshiped God in the temple. And he from the temple regions, he banished the idol shrines. His mother or grandmother who had the Ashtoreth thing, she, he got rid of her. And, and he kept worship as it was supposed to be in Jerusalem except he had the compromise that he allowed all the hill shrines to go on. And this this roughly comports to the way that, you know, in, in a, sort of the modern setting, people may go to go to church and believe orthodox things, but have little compromises in their daily lives out in other places. But but that's what it means that Asa did what was right. He, he maintained true worship and out of true worship flows true behavior. And if you skip that skip step of true worship, communion with God, you're, you can't get to the point of holy behavior. And that's kind of the, 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 the flaw of secular religion that, that goes right to morality. It doesn't follow because <clears throat> the commandment is you love God with all your heart, soul, and mind. Then you love your neighbor and they're related. Only in loving God with all your heart as he is can you truly love that which is made in God's image, your neighbor. And when that's broken, it, it, it breaks apart. There is one thing about Asa, though, that doesn't, um, you know, he, he did what was right, but then it's interesting when there's this threat from the north, when, when Basha comes down to attack him, he, he pays off the Syrian army to, to, to fight for him. And all of the great stories of great kings have them turning to God. Hey, God, I'm besieged. What should I do? And trusting the Lord after the pattern of David with um, Goliath, uh, where he just trusts that God will deliver him. So we begin to see that's one of the um, the prophets will, when, when they give their critique, the writing prophets, they will always focus on two things, idolatry, you're worshiping idols, 
and two, you're trusting in foreign powers rather than the living God. And that's that's so so Asa does fall into that. In the New Testament lesson from James, it, it talks about um, in in the um, first part of James on Saturday, it said we should count it all joy when we come into various trials because trials produce patience or perseverance. And now this this section goes on to say, don't when you counter these trials, don't say I'm being tested by God because God can't be tested. And and the are by and the, the the central framework of this is that in the scriptural you know sort of narrative, um, the evil one, uh, Satan, the adversary, is the tempter and accuser, and that does not come from God. It comes from an angelic. Uh, source that rebelled against God. Now, God allows that to happen, but it isn't God. And that's sort of the the, the role of of the evil one in, in the narrative, which is pretty constant from Genesis, where, the, where the, the serpent comes in. And of course, our Lord following that same pattern is led into the wilderness to be tempted. That, that um, temptation, the source of temptation is not from God. But it's God's will that his people be not tempted like he's trying to get them to fail, but tested. That's how you see that your faith is real. When it counters encounters an obstacle and your faith is able to work through that obstacle to hold on to, to God and not turn away uh, in, into, into temptation, that's what shows your faith to be genuine and real. And we have our colic this week, which is an important reminder of our baptism. We talk about the grace to withstand the world, the flesh, and the devil. Those are the three sources of temptation that are not from God. The world, which is which is humanity and its sort of organized rebellion against God, living on its own as though God were not there. Uh, the flesh are, is our disordered internal desire that is drawn to the things of the world. And the devil is, you know, one way to think of it is kind of the cheerleader you know, making us anxious, telling us we have to have this desire fulfilled and you have to have this thing in the world to and and so um now the only way you find grace to tie the sort of old testament, new testament together to resist temptation is by maintaining true worship. Every good and perfect gift comes down from from above, from the Father of Lights, as we stay in communion with God through our prayer, not just as a mental idea of believing in Him but is the daily practice of communion with him, beginning our lives in him, you know, at the altar, living daily, you know, coming, you know, being in our, our time in him and ending our time in him and staying connected to him. Then we find the grace to withstand, to realize, and the withstanding is, is, is the exposure of the temptation. It, it, we realize that when we're tempted, it's like in Genesis 3, like this isn't really going to give me what I want. It says it's going to make me like God, knowing good and evil, but it's going to really cause me to end up naked, ashamed, and afraid, and hiding in the bushes over there. And part of this is the experience of the Christian life. When we do fall into temptation, we experience that separation from God, and we learn in the in the life of prayer, I don't want to be in this place of distance. And so we hold on to our prayer, to our true worship. We do what that's the that's loving God with all our heart and our soul and our mind. And then from there comes love, which is obedience to the commandments and love for each other. Uh, and and that's the only way to 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 um, really resist temptation. It's not a self help project. It's something we accomplish by grace. So a few thoughts about today's lessons. We continue with a prayer for all conditions of men on the bottom of page 18. 
O God, the creator and preserver of all mankind, we humbly beseech thee for all sorts and conditions of men, that thou wouldest be pleased to make thy ways known unto them, thy saving health unto all nations. More especially we pray for thy holy church universal, that it may be so guided and governed by thy good spirit, that all who profess and call themselves Christians may be led into the way of truth, and hold the faith and unity of spirit in the bond of peace and in righteousness of life. Finally, we commend to thy fatherly goodness all those who are any ways afflicted or distressed in mind, body, or estate. that it may please thee to comfort and relieve them according to their several necessities, giving them patience under their sufferings and a happy issue out of all their afflictions. And this we beg for Jesus Christ's sake. Amen. Together the general thanksgiving. Almighty God, Father of all mercies, we, thine unworthy servants, do give thee most humble and hearty thanks for all thy goodness and loving kindness to us and to all men. We bless thee for our creation, preservation, and all the blessings of this life, but above all for thine inestimable love and the redemption of the world by our Lord Jesus Christ, for the means of grace and for the hope of glory. And we beseech thee, give us that due sense of all thy mercies, that our hearts may be unfeignedly thankful, and that we show forth thy praise not only with our lips but in our lives, by giving up ourselves to thy service and by walking before thee in holiness and righteousness all our days. Through Jesus Christ our Lord, to whom with thee and the Holy Ghost be honor and glory, world without end. Amen. The grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, the love of God, the fellowship of the Holy Ghost be with us all evermore. Amen. Thank you for joining us in prayer this morning. Hope you have a great Monday and great start to your week. Thank you, Deacon John. Thank you, Bishop Scarlett. Have a wonderful day, everybody. Bye, kiddos. Thank you, everyone. Happy Monday. Bye. Thank you. Bye.